It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Well, he might be back on the, the Red Bull waiting list, but Liam Lawson has once again shown he is worth the wait for Kiwi Sport fans after a classy performance at the Japanese Grand Prix over the weekend, beating his much more experienced teammate, Tanyuki Tsunoda. Uh, fair and square, there are still plenty uh, who can't quite grasp why he's been made to wait, but reports suggest he has been assured 2025 will be the year he gets a full-time drive. Back down under, uh, the countdown to Bathurst is well and truly uh, on, and a couple of our star drivers clashed off the track in Manawatu. Uh, Greg Murphy is with us each Tuesday to debrief the motorsport merry-go-round. Murph, good morning to you. G'day, Smithy. Good morning. Yeah, uh, Liam Lawson, let's start with Liam because um, he's top of the pops in terms of the headlines as well at the moment. Mm. Uh, disappointing, mm. I would imagine. Uh, four drives or three or four drives in, he's proved his worth, obviously, but he's going to have to wait. Is, is that his, uh, I mean, is that his thing? He's, he's basically agreed to just sit and wait or is he still open slather? Uh, well, I, I don't really think he's got any options at the moment. Um you know, I would ha- I would guess that um, he and his um, close knit team that uh, advise and support and and are in communications with the powers of be at Red Bull, you know, might know something more. Um, you would hope they do with a bit of luck, um, so that they've got, you know, um, the ability to to you know know where he's heading and plan his future and and be you know I think um, happy that there is something coming. Um, albeit it's not, um, you know, at the early stages of next year. I don't know. I just can't help but think, based on on the performance of um, Sergio Perez again on the weekend, that there's sort of murmurings or whatever, or you know, discussions being had within the Red Bull management about about the the future um, of uh, the Mexican driver and 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 where that might go and how that might affect the the four seats that they control in Formula One, um, you know it was it was a, a pretty pretty terrible performance by the guy that uh, is number two to Max Verstappen, and I, I I can't imagine that Red Bull are going to want to allow that kind of performance um, to continue um, to you know put a question mark around around that 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 organisation uh, for too much longer. So you know where does Liam you know, sort of fit into that whole scheme of things is is for us to um, to ponder and also, mm. you know, look forward to, to, you know, hearing more about it. But, you know, as we've discussed over the last few weeks, he's he's throwing a spanner amongst the works there, pardon the pun, um, you know, with, within the, the organisation because he's, he's, he's proven his worth there and um, as, a, as a future potential champion um, for the group, so, you know, so it's, it's, uh, there's commercial situations and, bits and, and a whole lot of other um, factors that uh, they've, they are obviously taking into account uh, to, to determine, you know, where they're going. How'd you rate that performance at the weekend and uh, the match race, really, with Sonoda? Yeah, it was a match race, and it started, it, and it went all race long. From the moment the lights went green um, at the start of that Grand Prix and how Liam 
battled his teammate to stay ahead of him. I mean, it was it was on. It was like they were fighting for first place. So the determination that Liam showed in that fight at the beginning of that race against the guy that just re-signed, I mean, and, and obviously Sonoda had the pressure on him to out, try and outshine Liam, um, you know, to justify uh, his signing uh, uh, ongoing. So that was that was a serious sort of um, uh, moment in the race, and it set Liam up. I mean, he was undercut uh, during the race by Sonoda, um, which came as a little bit of a surprise to start with for me. Um, and then uh, the reverse happened at the second pit stop where um, Liam undercut uh, Sonoda by a couple of laps and put him back in front. Um, unfortunately, the Alpha Tauri, both the Alpha Tauris weren't weren't that pacey in the race. Um, they had a, it seemed a, a quite a high tide dig, and and their their overall race pace was was a bit of a struggle. I mean, they went down down a lap on Max Verstappen right towards the end of the race. Might have been the last lap, was it? Second to last lap, mm. I think it was that they went down a lap. So that sort of proved that um, that car uh, was struggling a little bit around uh, Suzuka on the weekend, but. Um, no matter, the, the both of them had their first absolute, uh, you know, battle um, since Liam grabbed the seat back at um, um, back in, in uh, was it Zandvoort? So uh, that that said a lot, and that that was a proper test for Liam, and I I guarantee you that was um, on his mind massively uh, to be able to again go head to head. Uh, with with um, with Sonoda, who is a good friend of his, they they used to live together um, in England for mm. for a while as well, so they know each other very well. So that was that was that was a pretty important moment, and um, I'm sure the team and the Red Bull team will be analysing that uh, very closely as well. So it was another step for Liam for sure, and and uh, gave him the opportunity to to again uh, prove his worth and and, and his um, his space. So you know, there's there's a lot to unravel. It's, it was a disappointing announcement, probably one that we expected, um, I suppose. Um, but there's there's uh, there's a lot that's going to I think uh, take place from here on all the way through to a point next year where where I just struggle to see that there won't be some more changes and some movements around the around the paddock um, that will involve him. Isn't that, isn't that a great indication, though, Murph, of when you've got a horse in the race, people start to show a lot more interest? I mean, we haven't oh, talked no. this much Formula One <laughs> or had that much that much business on our yeah. text line yeah. um, about Formula yeah. One, I don't think, since this yeah. radio station started. And, and yeah. obviously this is going to translate next year as well into a thing called NASCAR, isn't it? Exactly right. Um, uh, and it's, yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, the... the the value of the uh, of the TV rights all of a sudden in this country have, um, have uh, given Formula One a reason to probably uh, renegotiate. So, um, and I think um, the same as for NASCAR. You know, we're going to have a lot of interest in what's going on over the year next year. And, and uh, the irony of that is is that um, we don't show that show NASCAR um, on television live at the moment. Um, so it's a, it's a bit of a struggle to watch it. But um, there might be a bit of a hustle. Uh, to get something lined up for 2024, and, and there is going to be a lot of interest. And it is it's having a horse in the race. It may, it just it gives you a you know attachment. You know the fact that you know majority of people uh, haven't met um, Liam Lawson. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's he's got he's carrying a Kiwi flag on his race car and in the the top echelon of the sport in the world. And and um, we are we yeah we've got an, this this invested interest in it. And and it's like. Um, Young um, uh, Oscar Piastri, uh, the Aussie. I mean, the 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 following of of Oscar in Australia. I mean, there's always been that following in Australia for a while now with Daniel, clearly who's incredibly popular. But 
um, seeing Oscar up the front of the field there and doing what he's doing, qualifying on the front front row, um, you know, is is phenomenal. And and uh, yeah, the Australian uh, sort of interest is is obviously picked up big time as well. So yeah, it doesn't doesn't take much to to get us to watch. I mean, I'm watching more Formula One live. Um, at the moment than I ever have, obviously, or than I have for a very long time yeah. because of because of it, rather than just uh, recording and fast-forwarding through. So, you know, you want to see it uh, as it's happening rather than um, delayed. Miff, since the last time we spoke to you, the dates, the official dates for Taupo have been announced. Mm. Do you like that window? Uh, and how yep. big do you think this could become with the commitment over a number of years? Yeah, uh, a great window. Um, April's worked previously when we've had uh, Pukukai um, on that date, um, it's uh, it's good timing. Um, I think it, the championship's just underway, and and um, uh, for us here in New Zealand, you know, we're still we're still sort of at that right end of the the seasons, and um, you know, I think it's it's great to have that. It either had to be in April or it had to be um, in November um, towards the end. So either way, for me, I'm not really fussed about it, but it's um, it's certainly a good time to be be focusing on having supercars in New Zealand. So so that's great, and I think um, certainly early. Uh, in the early phases of it, and I, I don't see why it will change, but the uh, supercars will will put on a, a great show in Topo. Um, the facility will be will, will look incredible, um, you know, with what they're planning around uh, giving uh, the punters and the the, the, the general admission um, some great spots to to be able to watch from. Um, so it's, it will look spectacular, and I just think, uh, you know, the, the the location there in Topo. Uh, which you know does get obviously very busy through the summer, and it has a lot of big events there. They know how to handle events in, in there, in Topor. So I think uh, you know how close the circuit is to the town. Uh, it's just going to you know come alive. There's going to be you know, tens of thousands of people mm. turning up there to to enjoy it, and, and I, um, I I just can't wait for the atmosphere because I think it will be um, very different to Pukekohe. We know Pukekohe was built on the on the history of the circuit and, and what it meant, and it been there for so long. You know, the atmosphere of the track was phenomenal. Um, but, you know, uh, the majority of people did leave leave the venue and then leave the area um, and, and spread spread out, you know, back into Auckland or all over the place, whereas a, a lot of people will end up back in town in Taupo, you know, in the afternoons, evenings and nights after, after the racing's finished. And um, I think that uh, is just going to create a whole new atmosphere that we haven't experienced. Uh, maybe a little bit more like uh, Hamilton was when we raced at Hamilton for those few years. But in some cases, I think it'll it'll work a lot better than than, than what uh, we had there as well. So no, it's exciting times, and I think the the local industry around Topol's um, will be very excited because they're going to get a massive hit through that period. Nice little battle uh, over the weekend and the Daybreaker Rally in Manawatu with yeah. Hayden Patton and. SVG going at it? Yeah, Shane back in his happy place. Um, I would imagine that he was, uh, you know, again, big smile and, and um, doing something that uh, he was able to, you know, um, put his amazing skill set to and, and really enjoy. Uh, just such a totally different discipline, clearly. Um, and uh, he would have been able to sort of uh, refocus and put everything else out of his out of his head and, and just enjoy, a, uh, you know, a, a rally, which he which he, he just gets so much out of. So, um, you know, mega to see him 
um, you know, behind Hayden, uh, doing what he doing what he does best, and that is competing, and maybe putting a little bit of pressure on on Hayden. But for, for them both to go one two in every every stage throughout the daybreaker uh, was um, was pretty awesome to to, to watch. Uh, Rana Horan, I've got to give mention to him. You know, um, finishing third there and doing doing a wonderful wonderful job as well. Um, you know, spectacular. So yeah, yeah uh, great weekend for. Uh, for those two, and and um, you know, I think having Hayden doing these events, you know, considering what he's been doing overseas, winning the European Rally Championship, and then coming back in New Zealand, it's um, you've got, I think people have got to understand what a commitment and the amount of travel and work and effort that he is putting in to to maintain um, you know his brand and his in his space here in New Zealand, as well as trying to compete in Europe. I mean. That's that's just not an easy task. So um, he was at uh, Ashley Forest the week before, doing amazing things there with you know with a great crowd watching on, and then having the daybreaker back and uh, him there competing again just 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 lifts the event in a big way. Um, so um, and then SVG obviously being there as well, you know, gave people um, a bit of a thrill of, um, uh, to get out there and watch some of those stages. So yes, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's important for rallying in New Zealand, which is still very popular considering the, the entry list that they had. But having a couple of superstars like that uh, turn up is um, just a little bit of icing on the cake. And Murph, just finally, we can now actually say it, Bathurst is next week. Um, any latest, yeah. um, any late news or uh, anything else uh, that um, may be cropping up in the, in the build-up to it that you're looking out for? Uh, not so much at the moment, I, I don't think. Um, uh, I think uh, there's so much work going on behind the scenes, you know, since, since Sandown. Um, you know, there is... There's a few teams that, after Sandown, will be, you know, having to dig even deeper and and I don't know, find find uh, something that's going to give them, um, you know, what they need to be competitive. I think, um, unfortunately, WAU was probably a bit of a standout at, at Sandown the other week. You know, a, a very disappointing result for for Chaz Mostert and Lee Holdsworth and, and Nick Perkett and Fabian Coulthard and those two cars. They just they seemed to just miss the setup window, and and that was compounded when they got into the race. So there was, um, you know, a fair bit for them to to delve into and try and resurrect for for the great race. So these are, and and there's other teams like that who will be doing a bit of head scratching and and trying to make sure that uh, they turn up there with a in a, in a better better situation because um you know it is the it is the great race. So there's there's just a huge amount of effort and work going in to get ready for for the one next week, and it, and it kick, you know the teams will be there from sort of Monday onwards. Um, I'm heading over on Tuesday, and and the atmosphere this, this year will be will be electric. I'm I'm sure. Um, you know, there's been again great great response, amazing response from fans um, around uh, being there uh, for this year. And the Gen Three is is something that that a lot of people want to be there to experience for the first time and and see how they go. So. Um, you know, there's a lot of unknowns, which actually, which makes it really, really exciting. Obviously, we do have a couple of teams that are showing great speed and and uh, probably you know putting themselves at the top of the the favourites list. But mark my words, there'll be cars that turn up there um, next week and get on the track and uh, and will be competitive and maybe a little bit unexpected. So um, yeah, should be a good one. Murph, uh, always great to catch up on these Tuesday morning uh, little meetings. I, I'm a, I really look forward to it. So uh, all the best. Have a great week and travel well. Thanks, Smithy. Good on you, mate.